Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, babies in their diapers, welcome to the Tiberia Show with your host, Tiberius Boy! That's me, Tiberius! Welcome to the Tiberius Show today, and I'm your host, Tiberius Boy! As always, we're looking at various jobs and how they affect the world around us. Today's is going to be very interesting. We're going to talk to a worm advocate and owner of Kathy's Crawling Composters. Do you have any idea of what a worm advocate is? Well, neither do I. Let's find out. Let me introduce our next guest, the one, the only, the amazing Kathy Nesbitt. Woo! <laughs> Thank you for being on the show. Hi, Tiberius. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. No problem. Okay, so you were listed as a worm advocate. I know that worms are, and, you know, I know what an advocate means. So, do you really promote and encourage people to get wiggly worms? I do. I'm encouraging worms in the house. Really? Wow. <laughs> so, are you telling people to keep these words as pets? Like, do you name them? Well, you could, but there's 800 to 1,000 in a pound. Wow. Well, the name of your business is Kathy's Crawly Composters. And I know you are Kathy, so that makes sense. And worms are crawly, so I get that. But what does composters mean? So the composter is the home where the worms live. So they worm they they worm. <laughs> they live in your in your kitchen, so you feed them your food scraps and your paper. Okay. So what got you interested in composting and making it a business? Uh, I'm located in just north of Toronto in Canada largest city in the country and in 2002 our landfill closed and although Canada is second largest country in the world we couldn't find a place to site a new landfill and we started to export our garbage to the United States a thousand trucks a week Tiberius yikes so I have I have a solution indoor composting cool so how long have you been doing this since 2002 21 years Wow. So when did you know that this was the job for you? Uh, you know, I saw a big problem, a big smelly problem, and I had a solution. And that's what an entrepreneur is. You see a, a problem and you have a, a way to solve it. Okay. So after the worms eat the garbage, they create this, what you call black gold. Well, what do you do with it? So this is a uh, plant food. So you put it, put it in your gardens. If you have house plants, you feed your house plants and you stand back when your plants explode because they're getting nutrient rich food. Okay. So how long does it take for the worms to eat the garbage and turn it into black gold? So if you were using a Rubbermaid container, it's about three to five months from setup to harvest. So you have your shredded paper as your bedding, your carbon source, and then your food scraps is the nitrogen. The worms require both, and yeah, three to five months, the worms will turn that into the black gold. Nice. So, if the worms eat the garbage and leave the black gold, isn't that their poop? Yes, it is. Yes. C castings is the fancy word. Worm poop is actually what it is. <laughs> okay. So, is it scary to have creepy, crawly worms in your house? Not unless you, as long as you look after them, the worms don't have eyes, so no point in going sightseeing. They're eating half their weight per day in food scraps, so they don't have time to go sightseeing and they can't see anyway. So as long as they are, um, the environment is correct for them, 
They're mm. staying right where they are. It's not scary at all. Got it. So now I want to get this clear. You put worms in your kitchen and add garbage and get the black golden plant stuff in it. So what if you're not a gardener? What else could you do with it? Ah, if you're not a gardener, you have um, gifts already for your gardening friends. People know, gardeners know the value of this of the worm compost. Got it. So, how much waste can this remove and turn into soil? Ah, the worms reduce the volume by about 80%. So, it's, wow. it's really significant. I'm going to use a pound of worms. If you had a pound of worms... They eat about half their weight per day in food scraps, so half a pound per day or three to four pounds per week. So it's really quite significant. So imagine if everybody, every household in the United States had a pound of worms. That's a whole lot of waste gone. Right? And we're not trucking it around. True. Now, here seems like a good time to take a quick commercial break. Let's hear a word from our sponsors. The Tiberia Show would like to thank one of their dedicated sponsors, Custom Designs Orlando. These guys are on Mills Avenue and do all sorts of stuff, ranging from photo ID badges, engraved signs, custom braille ADA signs, vinyl lettering to trophies and awards. The cool part about Custom Designs is they can ship products all over the United States. You can reach them at 407-898-0373 and tell them that Tiberius sent you. And we are back here talking with Kathy Nesbitt. Kathy is showing people how worms can get rid of garbage. Woo! Yay! Mm -hmm. <laughs> Eco-hero. So, mm -hmm. so, Kathy, if worms are turning garbage into soil, why are they not putting worms all in their landfills? Oh, that's a great question. So the worms are living creature. They require a certain environment, temperature, moisture, airflow, the three key elements. When in a landfill, it gets really hot in there and we don't know what's in there. There's all kinds of maybe chemicals or things that may be harmful to the worms. So it's really difficult on a large scale to manage uh, vermicomposting. So I wouldn't recommend just adding them into the landfill. Okay. So how does this all make the world a better place? Well, if we're taking the food scraps out of, out of the waste stream, we're removing the stink. So if we take the smell out of garbage, oh my gosh, can you imagine? And the worms are reducing the volume. They're converting it, the garbage into black gold. So the, the worms, I believe, are the original alchemists, taking our garbage, turning it into black gold. In North America, we have done a really big number on our soil. We've destroyed the soil with adding so much chemical and monocropping or planting just one type of crop. Uh, this is a way for us to increase biodiversity and just feeding the soil. When we feed the soil, um, it takes care of the plants. Got it. Well, that makes sense. So what's the best way for a kid to get involved and help? Ah, get a little worm bin. And it's a wonderful project because you get to watch the worms, not watch, they don't like the light. <laughs> so you can't physically watch them, but um, you know, you, you can see that the worms convert, you know, your banana peels, your apple cores, your paper, and then it's in, it's soil. So it's really a great, a great project and it fits in every subject in school. Got it. So does it take a lot of training to be able to be a worm advocate? 
It does not. A little bit of patience. Uh, it's, it's the same idea as outdoor composting. So you need your carbon nitrogen mix and then you add it in. I guess patience is the biggest factor when you're starting a worm bin because it's requiring the, the microorganisms in the soil to, to um, increase in number. They're the teeth for the, the system. <laughs> okay, so it says in your bio that you're also a laughter yoga instructor. I have, now I've interviewed someone that did goat yoga, but what exactly is laughter yoga? Ah, laughter yoga. It's not about fancy pants or poses. It's intentional laughter exercises designed to make us feel good. So we do. Laughter is the best medicine. And when we laugh, we're secreting the happy hormones, dopamine, op oxytocin, serotonin, and endorphins versus cortisol and adrenaline, the stress chemicals when we're stressed. Got it. So what's the best part about doing this job? Oh, well, I get to laugh every day, so I feel good. It's really a part of my health plan, Tiberius. When we're laughing, we're totally present. We're not thinking about that thing we said yesterday or the test we have coming up or a conversation we need to have. We're just, we're not even thinking. We're just laughing and having fun. Mm -hmm. So is there an age limit on when you can do laughter yoga? Yes, anywhere between three and 103. Okay. So <laughs> what are the main benefits of doing laughter yoga? I, I think the, the biggest benefit is the oxygen that we get. We can live without food and water for a few days. We might be grumpy and uncomfortable, but we could do it. We can only live without oxygen for a few minutes. Laughter forces us. You can't just ha-ha because you're exhaling. You have to <gasps> take a nice deep breath in at a certain time so you can continue ha-haing. So the brain requires 25% more oxygen than the rest of the body as an operating principle. Okay. So how long should everyone laugh every day? Um, the guideline is for to get the, the cardiovascular workout is uh, at least 10 to 15 minutes of sustained belly laughter. So continuous ha-ha-has down in your belly. Nice. Now, my dad said that he has some videos and he uses it to get him to laugh. Most of there are other people laughing. And he says it's like yawning. When one person is doing it, everyone starts doing it. Is laughing contagious? Yes, it's contagious in a good way, though. <laughs> yes, yeah, similar to yawning. Your dad is exact, exactly right. When you're, we're laughing we, we, and we hear people laughing, we want to know what's so funny. What am I missing? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we want in on it. Mm -hmm. So how long does it take to learn to be a laughter yoga coach? It's a two-day training. It's super fun. It's about eight hours each day. So it's about a 16-hour training. And then you, you learn this magic medicine for yourself, how to apply it to your own life. And then you, you can go out and um, lead laughter club as well. Okay. So how can you make someone laugh when they're not really in the mood? Ah, because this is not about jokes or comedy. This is intentional laughter exercises. As if you were going to go for a jog. So you would put on your jogging pants and your running shoes and out you would go. This is the same idea, just deciding to laugh. As the laughter leader, you lead the, um, the audience through some little games. So there's clapping and chanting. And so it's just deciding to laugh. And the body doesn't know the difference between real and simulated laughter. That's the beauty. Okay. Now, is there a difference between forced or fake laughter and real laughter? Ah, yes. Yeah. So, so that's, that's, 
if if we're laughing on purpose or we're laughing just because we want to laugh and get the cardiovascular workout the body doesn't know the difference the mind might be thinking oh my gosh what are you doing i'm i'm not hearing a joke this is awkward stop it because the brain wants to keep us safe and conserve energy it doesn't want really want you to grow <laughs> but the body is you know when we're laughing and we're we're having a great time again we're secreting all those beautiful juicy happy happy chemicals okay so can you like teach my dad how to be santa claus i mean he already looks like him <laughs> that's funny so can you show me some laughter absolutely so there's a little uh rhythm and when we're clapping we're clapping palm to palm we're activating the meridians so the the rhythm is one two one two three one two one two three everything's smiling <laughs> and the words are ho ho ha 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 ho ho ha 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 ho ho ha 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 <laughs> and so on okay <laughs> so put your arms out in front we're just going to take a nice deep breath in breathe in Smiling, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, and release with a sigh. Ha! Okay, so it's a very stressful time. So there's an exercise. Sometimes we make mistakes, and instead of getting in our head, here's what we can do. Okay, so just put one finger up, and now we're just going to point at ourselves, and we're going to start laughing. <laughs> like, oops, I made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Tiberius, there's a new uh, product on the market. It's called laughter cream. Yes, it is. And it comes in a pump. How convenient. So what we're going to do with laughter cream, and this is something. So these little games are something that you can adopt to your life, right? Whenever you're putting cream mm -hmm. on or washing your face, you can be laughing, brushing your teeth. Well, you don't want to choke, but. <laughs> okay, so laughter cream. We're going to just pump out some laughter cream. And then wherever we put it, we'll start laughing. So here we go. Laughter cream. <laughs> Take all you want. It's free. <laughs> and then between activities, imagine a whole, if we're in person, a whole room of people laughing. It can get pretty loud. So between activities, we may do the laughter yoga song and dance like ho, ho, ha, ha, ha. Or mm -hmm. very good. Very good. And then yay. And whenever we have our hands over our head, it's that childlike play. You can't have your hands over your head. This is the international sign for victory. You can't have your hands over your head and feel sad. Like you're walking around, ah, I'm so sad. No, it's it doesn't make sense. And when we're running a race, we're running. And then when we win, we're like, yay, I won. And you throw your arms up. So this is a great way to change how you feel. If you ever feel um, like sad or you're feeling down, you don't have energy, three yippies. You want to do three yippies with me? Here we sure. go. We're going to do yippie and throw our arms in the air. That's it. Okay. One, two, three. Yippee. Yippee. Again. Yippee. yippee. Good. One more time. Yippee. yippee. <laughs> Look at that smile. <laughs> it changes everything. So it's really about getting out of our head into our beautiful body and just experiencing the joy. Like when we're laughing again and we're smiling, we send a note to our brain, hey, I must be ha happy. So we start secreting the love drugs. Um, nice. And add in the deep breath. We're moving our diaphragm. Okay. You know, it. we have a pump to heart. To, we have a heart to pump our blood. We have another fluid called lymphatic fluid. 
and lymph only moves when we move or when we're breathing deep or laughing. So laughter does help us just feel good in so many ways. It's a beautiful thing. Okay, well, is this just a way for adults to add, like, kids again? <laughs> yes and no. I mean, for sure, but this is for everybody. Um, you may have noticed since 2020, everybody's struggling. Even children are, are having a, a tough time. Um, you know, so much online learning and, and stuff. So this is, this is a way for everybody to connect on a deeper level. We're making eye contact. We're breathing deep. And so this is great for schools, for workplace. You know, now we're going back into um, in-person work and school and everything. And um, so we've kind of forgotten how to do the in-person dialogue, talking, um, making eye contact. We're so used to being on our technology. So this laughter really does connect us. Okay. So what's the hardest part about doing this type of work? Oh, the hardest part is, is that it's unknown. It's the 27th anniversary of Laughter Yoga, started in 1995. I hope my math is right. <laughs> and Dr. Kateria's goal is world peace. Can you imagine? And I believe that it was started in 1995. So he could train people. Now there's people in about 120 countries laughing um, so that we could be ready for 2020. And everyone jumped online. And now you can laugh around the world almost any time of the day. Okay, so you said 1995. What exact month? Because, March. you know, okay, so March. So it could be about 27 or even 28, actually. Okay. Maybe 28, 29, around that range. Thank you. I love it. <laughs> so what job was more fun than being a word advocate or teaching laughter yoga? Uh, at the current time, I would say... I, you know, Tiberius, I really want people to care about the planet. So the worms are really important. But when we're having a mental crisis, that's where we're living. We can't think about anything else. So I would say at this time, at this present moment, being a laughter teacher is so much fun. Again, I get the benefits and I get to see people move from stress to joy. Mm -hmm. So what's the most misunderstood part about this business? I think that um, because people say to me, oh, I laugh all the time. But if you go to a comedy club or you're watching a sitcom, you're not laughing for 10 to 15 minutes. You're laughing for a couple of seconds. Haha. <laughs> Otherwise, you'll miss the next joke if you keep on laughing. Same at a comedy club. They would kick you out if you were laughing too, too loud and too long. <laughs> mm -hmm. So what's the craziest thing that's happened while you were doing your passion? So one, one thing, uh, many things, by the way, because <laughs> I'm selling worms by the pound. So lots of things have, have happened for 21 years. One thing was I was on Twitter and I saw an organization in Guatemala doing vermicomposting. And I tweeted out, what a cool organization, a link to their website. Within five minutes, the executive director contacted me and asked me when I could come to Guatemala. What? And in 2012, I had the opportunity to go and visit Guatemala and talk to women's groups around the, around the country, talking about worms. And now I import hand-carved wooden worm earrings from, from Guatemala. Okay. Crazy. So, mm -hmm. so if you had to pick a different job or vocation, what would you do? 
if going back now, I love nature so much. I think I would love to be a park ranger or a conservationist working at a conservation area. Okay. So what is that one story of that one client that you will never forget? Oh, again, there's so many. I would have to go back to my very first client. It was Earth Day and my and I have a worm business. I had four deliveries. The last one was a woman 80 years old and she was so excited to get her worms. She was a nut farmer in her working life, um, obviously retired at that time. And she couldn't wait. She actually had a little bay window and she had um, watercress and she said, oh, come and see. And she was flitting about and she said, look, I pollinate them like a, a bee. So she would just like, so she showed them when I got home that day, Tiberius, I said to my husband, I know what I'm going to be like when I'm 80. She was like my sister. I was like, we had the same energy. She, she did yoga every day. And I was like, wow, this woman is amazing. Wow. Cool. Yeah. So who can you say was a person that helped drive your passion the most? I would have to tribute a woman named Donna Messer. She was my first mentor. And because of her, she had an organization called um, Connect Us. And her slogan was Network to Get Work. It's not kind of what you know. It's who you know and who they know that need what you have. And she moved me, I would say, about three years at least ahead of where I would have been if I was doing it on my own. Okay, so what advice would you give to my listeners if they wanted to grow up and be a uh, laughter yoga instructor? I would say start uh, start now, like start practicing the craft now. When you practice something, um, you become good at it and see if it's for you. Laughter fits everywhere. It goes with everything. So, at, you know, I would say if you want to be a laughter teacher, how fun, right? You're, you're helping people feel good, get into joy get out of stress and depression and frustration, all of those low things. So go and play. So then, you know, oh, this is something I want to do. And then you get to laugh all the way to the bank. Nice. Right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so what is the best advice that you've ever received? And who gave you that advice? Uh, again, Donna Messer. And the advice was, um, because I exhibit a lot for my, my business, Back to the Worms, I was, you know, uh, doing... A lot of shows, just a lot of tables where I would have my my information. Mm -hmm. And she said, if you're going to be exhibiting or speaking, get T-shirts, T-shirts with your company name. And then on the back is your website. So even as you're walking away, people see, oh, yeah, there you are. And they can take a picture. <laughs> so what was the very first job that you've ever had? The very, oh, the very first job was... Um, doing grocery shopping for a, a, a senior, a Scottish woman. And that turned into, so I would do her weekly groceries. So beautiful. And I, I you know, she may have been lonely. I'm not sure. But then she invited me to um, ask me if I wanted to clean her apartment. I mean, it was super clean. It didn't need cleaning. She didn't need a cleaning lady. Um, but then we, every, so once a month I would go and clean her apartment and she would make leek and potato soup. She was Scottish, if I didn't say that already. So she had that beautiful brogue accent. And I thought she was like my own personal grandmother. It was a wonderful experience. Nice. So was there anything you learned from that job that helped you be a better laughter yoga instructor? Uh, probably. <laughs> I, I think that experience helped me become a better person. You know, I just realized I loved listening to her stories. I only had time. So I had time to listen to her life, her, you know, 
advice for me as a young girl growing up. And it was just, yeah, so I, I would say that that kind of formed the person who I became. I just wanted to help people. Got it. So what message do you want to tell children all over the world about doing the work that you do? Um, I would say when you're on purpose, when you really go within and think about what is it that makes me happy? Because when we're doing something that we love, it's not just a cliche. The time flies because we're having fun doing it. So we're kind of lost in our work. 21 years, I'm still in love with the worms. I still love what I do. A big part of uh, my work is doing school workshops. And I, my heart fills every time I go into a school and see the children light up when they are holding the worms. So I would say, do something you love and, um, you know, and then it's not like work at all. Mm-hmm. Well, on that note, let's take a quick break to pay some bills. The Tribeers Show would like to thank Boggy Creek Airboat Adventures for being one of our sponsors. I got to go on an airboat and saw a real gator. I even got to go to the gem mine and mine for some gems. We ate a steak dinner at the restaurant and even got some gator rights. If you want to have a blast with the entire family, I suggest you go to www.bcairboats.com right now to get your tickets today. The website again is bcairboats.com. So you want to make an ad for your company, right? Yeah, Tiberius, you want to help me? Okay, so what's the name of the company? PPWND. PP what? Professional Pressure Washing and Detailing. So you like clean driveways? Yeah, like that. We pressure wash commercial buildings and semi-truck and trailers. So how would someone get a hold of you? Uh, they can visit my site at ppwnd.com or call me at 407-900-7793. So why just tell them to call you at 407-900-7793 or visit ppwnd.com? Yeah, Tiberius, you got it. Cut, that's a wrap. Just use that. And we are back with laughter yoga instructor Kathy Nesbitt. <laughs> you. <laughs> so, Kathy, can you do this work over Zoom? Yes, it works beautifully over Zoom. Of course, in person is better because you can really feel the energy. But with the Zoom room um, in gallery view rather than speaker view, everybody can see everyone. It is about eye contact. And you get to use your camera when you're doing activities. Like, say we were doing high five. We are just like, use our camera. Hey, high five. Ha, 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 ha. You. And, you know... Yeah, you can just use the camera. It's It works wonderfully in Zoom. <laughs> so do you have any clients that you just can't help or they just don't want to laugh? Yeah, we all know people that are very serious. And, you know, it takes a lot of energy not to even crack a smile when everyone's laughing around you. But I was doing a laughter training and it was on Zoom. So it's, you know, it's hard to know. I didn't know the people in ahead of time. And one student seemed particularly serious, and I wasn't sure what was happening. I wasn't even sure that I was getting through or that she was enjoying the, the training. And the next day, she said um, that she was having a rough day. She received this news about her car and, you know, all this big story about money that was owing. So she was kind of in her head. But that night, the, after the first day of training, she was practicing the laughter with her sister, and she had a shift and she realized that she was the one causing all of this stress in her body about 
you know, not that laughing at what, what is happening makes your problem go away. It just helps you become more resilient. It helps you cope better because you're not stressed, right? When, when we go into stress, blood, lymph, oxygen leaves our head because we, we've gone into fight, flight, or freeze, right? Those fluids go into our muscles so we can run away or whatever we have to do. Um, so she realized once she was able to laugh off the money that she owed and whatever, <laughs> it did, she still owed the money, but she just was feeling better about it. So the second day, she was a changed person. And I said to her, wow, you look, you look like a whole different person today than yesterday. You know, she was stressed and in her head and she just seemed more open and um, ready to learn even the second day. Wow. So if you could go back 10 years and tell yourself something, what would it be? Uh, I would have to say, <laughs> there's probably a few things, but one thing I would say is don't care what other people think. <laughs> like stop caring because nobody's caring what you're, what you're doing or what you're up to. Mm -hmm. So what was the biggest mistake you ever made and how did it change as a person? I would say the biggest mistake I made I, is similar to what I would tell my, myself 10 years ago. And that is like, get over what people like, stop comparing, you know, it's not about if someone has a boat, now I want a boat. I don't even like the water. <laughs> right. So, so, so I guess row my own boat back to the boat analogy that since I don't like boats, <laughs> you know, so, so really just, um, don't care what other people think. That's, that, that would be my message to myself and, and my biggest lesson. Okay. So when you're not working, what do you do for fun? Um, I, I'm an avid cyclist. So I, I ride, um, and not, not competitively or in races or anything, just like pleasure, pleasure riding around, listening to the birds while I'm riding around, um, and gardening. I, I, I love having my hands in the soil. Okay, so do you play video games? And if you do, what's your favorite one? Actually, I don't. And full disclosure, I don't even have a cell phone, Tiberius. Okay. Oh, oh so, sorry okay. to drop that on you. <laughs> okay, so what's your favorite book to read? Um, I would have to say my favorite book at this moment is called Peaks and Valleys by a writer called Spencer Johnson. And he wrote the book... Who Moved My Cheese? It's just like a short little book. Uh, Peaks and Valleys is about how to manage your valleys, like kind of the low points in our life that what we consider maybe a, a challenging time so that we can have more peaks. We can get to the peak sooner. And, you know, one of the things that it says in that book is how we manage um, our valleys determines how soon we get back to the peaks and, and kind of how we... Like rather than, you know, sometimes corporations, when they're at the peak, they're like, oh, nothing for us to be done. We don't need to change because we're we're already the top one. And then, boom, along comes somebody and knocks you off the peak because you weren't paying attention. Mm. So it's, it's really about how to manage your life better. Okay. So now can you tell me that one story? You know, remember, this is a kid's show. But the one story, well, that you're not supposed to tell me about. Come on, you can tell me. <laughs> so I was a I was a bit of a teacher's pet when uh, when I was in elementary school, and I was stay I stayed after school for something. And when I was going home, it was I don't know maybe 
4.30 or something. Everybody had gone. Nobody was in the aisles. And the custodian's big broom was in the hall there. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is, looks so much fun. So I, like, ridiculous. I can't believe I'm telling this story. But I, I pushed the broom down the hall, like, really, really fast. I ran as fast as I could, pushing the broom like I was, like, a super custodian. <laughs> and then I hit the wall. And the broom was in my, like, right in my diaphragm. <laughs> and I knocked myself out. <laughs> Dang. Wow. So is there anything else you think my listeners should know about you? Um, anything they should know about me? Yes. I have a free Tuesday laughter yoga club on Zoom. Every Tuesday at 930, half an hour. Everybody's welcome. And come and check it out. And I would say if you're going to come, plan to come twice because the first time we do anything new, it can be awkward. Okay. So, do you have a Facebook or website for my listeners who want to follow you? Yes. My laughter website is kathysclub.com, Kathy with a C. And I'm on Facebook. It's um, Kat, probably Kathy's Composters, maybe, or Kathy Nesbitt. Um, I'm on Twitter and LinkedIn. and <laughs> But I don't have a cell phone, so I'm not on Instagram. <laughs> okay. So, what's that one question that you think I forgot to ask you? Oh, you did really well. Uh, hmm. I, 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 I don't have one. I think you, I think you did a great job. Thank you. So thank you, Kathy, for being my special guest. Can you stick around for Math Corners? Oh, you know I can. <laughs> Aw, Dad, my computer's slow again and I can't play my games. Call your computer solutions today and we will scan for viruses and clean that computer up remotely and make it fast again. Our phone number is 407-826-0810. Thanks, Dad. My computer's fast again. Now I can do my homework. Thanks for calling your computer solutions at 407-826-0810. Tiberius's favorite subject, it's Math Corners! And thank you, Kathy, for helping me with Math Corners. This week, we're going to do some more multi-step word problems. My dad is always good at finding new problems for me to solve. Today, we're going to talk about eating and playing redemption games. You! So... At his local Dave & Buster's, Tiberius has earned 26 tickets playing an electronic dance game and 19 tickets playing a car racing game. And if he wants to get the Marshmallow Shooter Prize, which costs 80 tickets, how many more tickets does he need? Oh, do I have to answer? No, it's fine. I got you. Well, first, this is a real world problem because we do love playing redemption games at Dave & Buster's. Well, I usually earn a lot more tickets per session. You know, maybe like 100. <laughs> So, to solve this issue, you first have to figure out the amount of tickets earned. So you take the 26 tickets and add the 19 tickets, and then you get 45 tickets. Then you have to subtract the 45 tickets from your goal of 80 tickets. And that gives you 5 and 3, so 35 tickets that you still have to earn. Well, that was easy. Now, to go back to playing video games. <laughs> Kidding. So, Kathy, do you ever go to the arcade or fair and earn tickets playing video games? Not anymore. I used to go to the pinball arcade as, as a kid and play pinball and Pac-Man. And I got actually Pac-Man elbow, like tennis elbow, <laughs> from, from being so competitive. <laughs> wow. 
So, my teacher said that I would use math every day. How do you use math in your work? Ah, back to the worm business. Let's squirm on over there. So it's all worm. It's all math. So there's 800 to 1,000 worms in a pound. They have five hearts each. That's four to 5,000 hearts in a pound of worms. They eat half their weight per day in food scraps. A pound of worms, half a pound per day, three to four pounds per week. There's... Uh, um, up to 20 babies in each egg, five or six is average. It's all math. I use math every day. So if you have like 500 pounds of worms, that's 250 pounds of waste gone. Right? Yes. Jeez. It's huge. Wow. So thank you so much, Kathy, for your help with Math Corners. My pleasure. And now it's time for the heart of a lion. As you know, we talk about the qualities of living by the heart of a lion, which stands for leadership, integrity, obedience, and ability. This week, we're going to talk about integrity. For me, I think integrity is doing what is right, even when no one else is looking. The qualities of integrity is honesty, sincerity, truthfulness, and fairness. Well, I was on an arcade this week, and I already had to use up all the money on the card. This means I cannot play anymore. There was a kid that was upset because he lost his card. I did not know the kid, but he was looking around for it. I found the card behind one of the games and returned it to him. No one saw me find it. I could have kept it and played games for a few more hours, but that would be stealing and not right. But I returned it to him because it was honest and the right thing to do. The kid was very happy and ran off. He might have said thank you, but that did not matter to me. I felt good because I did what was right. Mm, so beautiful. I love that. So, Kathy, do you see your use integrity at all this week? You know, um, I, I've had to visit the hospital a few times this week, and I would love to give a shout-out for integrity to some of the hospital staff. Man, they work hard, and they are... They seem to always... Not always, not all, but have a, a pleasant... A smile on their face. They're doing a job that's really challenging and they work with challenging people sometimes. I, I would say I saw integrity at the hospital this week. Yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah. Well, of all the Heart of a Lion virtues, which is the one that you see the most? Uh, I think maybe not see the most, but I think that we need leadership the most at this time. We have a lot of followers. Uh, we need more people to step up and and, you know, show the way. If we're just following, you know, we can't really see behind. But if we if we get out in front, then we get to forge the path, and it's it's just a much better life when you're in charge rather than um, following. Mm -hmm. So we should always try and be lion strong in everything we do, shouldn't we? Absolutely, yes, I love it. And that's our show, folks. I want to thank the one, the only, the amazing Kathy Nesbitt for being on my show. It has been so much in talking today. I think I learned a lot about being a worm advocate and being able to laugh for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, Tiberius. I'm so grateful. No problem. Do you mind giving your social media and website again? Yes, yeah, so my website is, my laughter page is kathysclub.com, and I'm on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and my worm website, if anyone wants to know, is kathyscomposters.com. 
Also, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at the Tiberius Show. And I would like to thank WWPR 1490 AM, KINT 98, Soul Radio 24-7, Easy TV, and all the other stations that air my show. Please be sure to visit the Tiberius Show on YouTube and hit that subscribe button. Kathy, have you subscribed yet? Yes, I have. I just subscribed yesterday. Nice. Oh, and be sure to comment on your favorite video. I love finding which job you might want to try when you grow up. Also, be sure to us next week on the Tybee Show with your host, Tybee. Yes, boy!